0: Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him, getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious,
1: it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to
2: Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. It is Wednesday, March the 9th, 2000. And 22, St. Mulligan. Pray for us. Okay, that's not a real saint, but we are having a mulligan today. Jason Jones, whom we tried to get on the other day, uh, we've rescheduled him. He is back today. His, uh, his group, his Vulnerable People Project, is in the process of bringing people out of Ukraine, across the border, and into safety. And we're going to have a conversation with him at 35 past the hour about... His article, which I read to you just the other day during the What's Concerning Us section. Uh, I'm sure you can find the live stream of that on the GRN Online YouTube channel. And uh, we're going to have a conversation about his stream article as well as his Vulnerable People project all coming up at 35 past the hour. What's the latest? What's the status of, of the refugees? Now two million strong. The biggest... Refugee crisis in Europe since World War II is going on right now, so I'll have that update. Also in the What's Concerning Us, several stories in the news I want to get into about protecting your children from far-left agendas in the school system. It is getting really out of hand, and we're uh, gladly seeing... Some people push back, praise be to God. Florida, Idaho is now pushing back the state of Texas and others. And we're going to cover some of those stories, of course. Lots in the news about the latest. Of course, there was a MiG-29 mix-up. Poland offered their planes. The Pentagon rejected them. Uh, Zelensky now wants to deal, no longer wants to be a part of the NATO. Hmm, what's going on there? Uh, More of the uh, Western companies are shuttering their doors. You know, that punishes more of the people in Russia than it does the government in Russia. Hmm. Wonder what's up with that. Biden cuts off oil, Russian oil, but doesn't want to open American production. So there's there's that, and much much more. Praise be to God. Good morning to
3: you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Well, uh, how do you feel today? I feel great. Yeah. I, I feel great knowing that I'm going to be such, like, I'm going to be in such good shape uh-huh. riding my bike into work every day. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start shaving my legs again just to it's get a shave off a couple of seconds yeah. off my time will coming you, in. Will you have to wear this
2: the full spandex suit oh, and obviously. that weird shaped helmet? Yeah. yeah. I'm
3: going to go excessive. I'm going to get yeah. the, the alien looking one from, oh, the, yes. from the 70s film. Okay. Alien. You're going to
2: go full Armstrong on this. Yeah.
3: It's going to be like
2: Peloton yeah. helmets. Like, okay. Sh- okay. Now, the bike that they use in those races are like $100,000. Are you going to buy one of those?
3: Uh, is it okay if I put that on the company card?
2: <laughs> Maybe it'd just be cheaper to put gas in your car. Uh, I
3: don't I don't know. Uh, okay, fine, yeah,
2: fine. Yeah. Or get like one of those uh, electric one wheels.
3: <laughs> no, because that'll make Adrian jealous. <laughs> Could you imagine riding a,
2: a one wheel on the street, the mean streets of uh, Houston, Texas, to get to the studio?
3: I'd Look, the the pavement isn't even straight here. It's all bumpy. It's we're built on a swamp. I'm not gonna ride who, who that. What are you here. talking are you kidding about? Kidding me? We're gonna fly oh, off a
2: bump. Only the best for us. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones to do's. Good morning to
1: you, Adrian. Good morning. Howdy, howdy. Yeah, praise be to God.
3: Is yeah, good praise to be here? to
2: God.
1: It's good to be here. In spite of it all, despite the fact that I'm planning on moving underneath uh, mm-hmm. the bridge, yeah, <laughs> that would be good. It'd be uh, right cheaper. close to work. I can. It's cheaper. Cheaper yeah. rent. That's right. And uh, I'd just be five minutes away. Yeah.
2: Uh, times are – they are getting a strange, aren't they? Now, I did see that apparently uh sort of pushed back on the narrative that the, the Biden administration doesn't want to increase oil production, claiming that some 9,000 drilling leases are not being utilized by the oil and gas company. But then I saw Tucker respond to her by saying, yeah, but those are all dry wells. Give us the good stuff, and uh, which they are denying. They rejected those apparently the week that Putin decided to invade so it's kind of really yeah. strange business, uh, to be sure. But I guess Venezuelan oil is
3: just better, right? It's just, there's also a it's response. The good stuff. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, oil is oil, right? So uh, there's a response from the oil corporations here in the United States. I, you could find that on The Blaze. Yeah. So check that article yeah. out.
2: Maybe we'll cover that, too. It'd mm-hmm. be good. Uh, so lots of crazy stuff in the economy, but we have a lot to get into today. To, to today. Can I just thank Daniel Montes and uh, Karen Norota, Thank you very much for your generous gift today, joining our Lenten campaign, fasting, praying, and doing penance for our, our intentions, for praying for the, uh, the conversion of heretics and blasphemers and peace in our world. Uh, Daniel and Karen, thank you for your generous gift and taking today to do that. We're going to jump in by praying the Golden Arrow Prayer and getting started. So much to cover today. Please, if you could, share us with a friend. We'd be very grateful. But let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible and unutterable name of God be always praised, blessed, loved, adored and glorified in heaven, on earth and under the earth by all the creatures of God and by the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar.
3: Amen. In the name of the Father, Son and the
2: Holy Ghost. And now your breaking news with Rudy Carlos.
3: Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, midweek here. We made it. And these are your headlines daily caller reports biden says he can't do much right now about rising gas prices the president announced a ban on u.s imports on russian energy yesterday amid russia's continued invasion of ukraine speaking at the white house biden warned that the move is not without cost here at home but promised to do everything he can to minimize what's now being described by the administration as putin's price hike however since taking office biden has nixed the keystone xl pipeline abandoned an Alaskan oil drilling project and signed an executive order to halt new oil production for public plants. And the Epoch Times reports Poland send all MiG-29 fighter jets to US base amid Ukraine conflict. Polish officials announced that after consultations they are ready to deploy immediately and free of charge all of their MiG-29 jets to the Ramstein Air Base and place them at the disposal of the government of the United States of America. The Polish government also called on other NATO member nations that own MiG-29 planes to do the same. The jets were manufactured by the Soviet Union in the 70s and Ukrainian pilots are trained to fly them. The Pentagon has since rejected the idea, however. And the Epic Times reports ivermectin linked to fewer deaths in COVID-19 patients compared to remdesivir, says a study. In the treatment of COVID-19, ivermectin use is associated with decreased mortality compared to remdesivir. Uh, according to a study published in the International Journal of Infectious Diseases, researchers at the University of Miami compared those who used ivermectin but not remdesivir, and those who used remdesivir but not ivermectin and found that ivermectin was associated with reduced mortality against COVID-19. And MarketWatch uh, reports, Congress passes postal service overhaul bill guaranteeing six days of delivery, dropping onerous bo- uh, budget requirement. Congress passed legislation that would shore up the U.S. Postal Service and ensure six-day-a-week mail delivery, sending the bill to President Biden to sign into law. Congress mustered rare bipartisan support for the Postal Service package, dropping more of the controversial proposals to settle on core ways to save the service and ensure its future operations. Those are your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is
1: St. Francesca of Rome. She was born in the city of Rome in 1384 to a wealthy, noble family, and at 11 years old, she knew she wanted to be a nun, but her father had already promised her in marriage. She stubbornly prayed to God to prevent the marriage until her confessor pointed out, Are you crying because you want to do God's will or because you want want God to do your will? She gave in to the marriage, and her future husband, Lorenzo, was noble, wealthy, and a good person, and he really cared for her. But the problem was, she was forced into the high life full of parties and entertainment, and Francis collapsed from the strain. For months, she lay close to death, unable to eat or move or speak. At her worst, she had a vision of St. Alexis. He asked her if she wanted to recover or not, and she whispered, God's will is mine. St. Alexis replied, Then you will live to glorify his name. Her recovery was immediate and complete, and Lorenzo became even more devoted to her after this. He was even a little in awe of her because of what she had been through. Her sister-in-law turned out that she also was very devout, and together they began a regiment of devotion. She had three children when a flood broke out and and it brought disease and famine to Rome. She gave away all her excess food and drink to those in need and her father-in-law, in turn, took her key away, forbidding her to do so. Desperate to help the poor, she searched for food and miraculously found that her granary was full and the wine barrels filled. During the Roman Civil War, her house in ruins, her husband gone, one son dead, one son a hostage, she could have given up. But she looked around, cleared out the wreckage of the house, and turned it into a makeshift hospital and a shelter for the homeless. After her daughter died, God gave her an archangel to be her spiritual director. After the war, her husband was mentally destroyed and she cared for him while creating a Benedictine oblate monastery nearby. Francesca nursed Lorenzo until he died and his last words to her were, I feel as my whole life has been one beautiful dream of purest happiness. God has given me so much love, so much in your love. After his death, Francesca moved into the house with the other Oblates and was made superior. And at the age of 52, she had the life she dreamed of when she was 11. She had been right in discerning her original vocation. She had just the the timing wrong, and God had other plans for her in between. Francesca died four years later, and her last words were, The angel has finished his task. He beckons me to follow him. St. Francesca of Rome Pray for us. Praise
2: be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 11, verses 29 through 32. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will rise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Ambrose would say, quote, now as the sign of Jonah is a type of the Lord's passion, so also is it a testimony of the grievous sins which the Jews have committed? We, ha- we may remark at once both the mighty voice of warning and the declaration of mercy, for by the example of the Ninevites both a punishment is denounced and a remedy promised. Hence, even the Jews ought not to despair of pardon, if they will but practice repentance. Close quote. Ambrose. Basil said, quote, "A sign is the thing brought openly to view containing in itself the manifestation of something hidden, as the sign of Jonah represented the descent to hell, the ascension of Christ and his resurrection from the dead, he gives them a sign not from heaven because they were unworthy to see it, but from the lowest depths of hell, a sign namely of his incarnation, not of his divinity, of his passion" not Not of his glorification, close quote. St. Basil, pray for us. There is a big difference here between the Jews and the Ninevites when our Lord uses this. He's trying to emphasize that difference. You're supposed to read between the lines and see that point. He says, uh, Theophilicate says, Now Jonah, after he came forth from the whale's belly, converts the men of Nineveh by his preaching. Did you catch that? The conversion is the important part there. Goes on to say, but when Christ rose again, the Jewish nation believed not. That's the big difference. There is one greater than Jonah, and yet that conversion doesn't really happen. The applicant goes on to say, so there was a sentence already passed upon them, of which there follows a second example, as it is said, the Queen of the South shall rise up in judgment with the men of this generation. Close quote, the applicant. Well, here's another interesting thing. Look at the clue. Here, from Venerable Bede, he says, quote, But if the Queen of the South, who doubtless is of the elect, shall rise up in judgment together with the wicked, we have a proof of the one resurrection of all men, good as well as bad, and that not according to Jewish fables to happen a thousand years before the judgment, but at the judgment itself. Close quote, Venerable Bede, pray for us. How is that important? Why is this significant? Because when our Lord comes to manifest himself, you should be paying close attention. And who but the Jews should have known more, been better prepared, had the equipment, the knowledge, the know-how, and the tradition to wait and, and in expectation of the Messiah than the Jews. And yet they didn't convert. Let us not be like that. When our Lord comes to us and makes himself clear. Let's respond and give our entire life over to Him, lest the judgment stand before Him. We'll be right back.
0: A common charge atheist level at Christians is that their faith is blind. That's to say, their belief is without evidence. How is a Christian to respond? Well, first, Christianity doesn't demand that someone believe without evidence. For example, John writes in John 20, 31, Jesus' signs are written that you may believe. John sees his testimony of Jesus' miracles as sufficient evidence to merit rational belief by those who couldn't see him perform the signs. Second, the charge takes evidence as that which is personally verified. But if that were the only evidence worthy of belief, then we would have to reject the practice of science, since we can't personally verify every scientific conclusion made prior to us. But that's absurd. So the charge that Christian faith is blind faith is unfounded, and thus not a reason to reject Christianity. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. There will come a day when each of us will be asked to review the movie of our life and give an account to
3: God. We will sorrowfully relive the bad times and joyfully revisit the good. Thankfully, no matter what you've done, there is hope since Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save it. So if you've been away from church for a while, we invite you to come home and find the peace that only comes from
0: God. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org.
2: Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to have a conversation with Jason Jones from the Vulnerable People Project. Uh, his uh, website, thegreatcampaign.org, he's running a, an effort to rescue Ukrainians, bringing them out of the war zone and into safety. We're going to catch up with him at 35 past the hour. But there are, as I say, several stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure, I'm sure they are to you as well. Here's one that we saw yesterday out of the blaze. The headline goes, Exclusive The federal government paid hundreds of media companies to advertise the COVID-19 vaccines, while those same outlets provided positive coverage of the vaccines. Now, wouldn't you want to know that all of the news outlets you've been watching during this whole pandemic that uh, really promoted the the vaccines, go get them and all the rest, wouldn't you want to know that they've also received large sums of money from the federal government? Now, maybe you're saying, but Joe, there is a huge difference between advertising departments and editorial departments. Maybe that could be true. Yes, I can't tell you that they, in fact, did allow their editorial departments to be influenced by, the, by that money. But you also can't say the otherwise either, can you? Here's a little bit of the article in a response to a FOIA request filed by the blaze hhs revealed that it purchased advertising from major news networks including abc cbs and nbc as well as cable tv news stations fox news cnn msnbc legacy media publications including the new york post the los angeles times the washington post digital media companies like buzzfeed news newsmax and hundreds of local newspapers and TV stations. These outlets were collectively responsible for publishing countless articles and video segments regarding the vaccine that were nearly uniformly positive about the vaccine in terms of both its efficacy and safety. That's interesting, isn't it? Let me skip down here. Congress appro- uh, appropriated 1 billion dollars of your tax money in fiscal year 2021. 1 billion dollars of your tax money was appropriated in the year 2021 for the Secretary of Health to spend on activities to strengthen vaccine confidence in the United States. Federal law authorizes HHS to act through the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and other agencies to award contracts to public and private entities to carry out a national evidence-based campaign to increase awareness and knowledge of the safety and effectiveness of vaccines for the prevention and control of diseases. Combat misinformation about vaccines. We all remember that. I mean, how many strikes did we receive? (laughs) I've lost count. I've lost count. So thanks thanks for that. Article goes on to say, and disseminate scientific and evidence-based vaccine-related information with the goal of increasing rates of vaccinations across all ages to reduce and eliminate vaccine-preventable diseases, the article says. Anyone who has spent time reading the news, watching TV news coverage, or browsing social media in the past year has more than likely been exposed to the government's advertising. HHS ads posted uh, on YouTube have been viewed millions of times, and the commercial featuring celebrities like singer Sir Elton John, whose movie, by the way, was funded by our tithes to Peter Spence. There's that. That's always fun, huh? and uh, And others, you can see them on youtube it's It's a little crazy. Let me read this last paragraph here to you. Uh, since the COVID 19 vaccines manufactured by Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna and Johnson and Johnson, by the way, still no vaccine approved by the FDA that has never been used with aborted fetal tissues in testing or development. I wonder why that is. I'm still wondering. And I'm still waiting for that bishop's letter, you know, urging the FDA to approve one of those. It hasn't shown up yet. I don't know why. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Johnson says, we were given emergency approval for use in the United States last year. More than 215 million Americans have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. An estimated 94.6 million people have also received at least one booster dose. About 65% of the U.S. population has now been fully vaccinated against COVID-19, including 75% of American U.S. adults, uh, 88% Of seniors. HHS has not yet revealed how much advertising money was spent on each media platform or if they used that money to pay to ensure that these same platforms would interview their people, like Dr. Anthony Fauci, for instance. So, There's more to this uh, article. I didn't read the whole thing to you, just the highlights. You can find it up at The Blaze. Uh, We can link to it on our social feeds as well. But I wonder, I'm just very curious, what did a billion of our tax dollars buy us in this whole mess? Because so many were not allowed to speak to the contrary. We weren't allowed to say the Wuhan lab. We weren't allowed to question efficacy. We weren't allowed to have any of these types of conversations. We were struck, we were silenced, and we were blocked. And today, we are shadow banned on YouTube, on Facebook, and elsewhere. So there's that. So $1 billion. Let's get into some of these other crazy stories. New York Education Department promotes gender, queer, pornographic book to children. I am not going to read this article to you. I am not going to uh, scroll down because of those watching on the video feed, it would be appalling to see some of the image uh, uh, of this particular book. But I had a listener from New York reach out to me and and asking about other uh, resources, news, because she was dealing with this same type of issue, kids in school being forced to try to understand, wrap their head around a far-left agenda, well before they're even mature enough to try to uh, understand these things, it is confusing, and parents are struggling to maintain control over how their kids are educated. It is a fight, and here's why it's very concerning to me. It has become more and more clear to me, and I'm sure to you, that our country's growing into two separate countries. The fight for the soul of our country. We're seeing it before our very eyes. More and more parents, even parents who are traditionally, say, Democrat or liberal versus conservative, even they're waking up to this and knowing that if they're going to have control over how their children are educated, they have to stand up. So we saw all these school board meetings, you know, blow up in 2021, and it became a more important issue. And now we're seeing it, a fight, A fight is here before us. How do you want your kids to be educated? In states that are deeply blue, far to the left, the struggle is much worse than states that are obviously more centered or more to the right. But in New York, the librarian promoted a book that is disgustingly and disturbingly pornographic and aimed strictly at young children, teaching them very disturbing, perverse behaviors sort of uh, making normal this type of behavior, which is obviously not normal. And again, I don't want to read it to you because it's too, discur- too disgusting to me to personally have to read it. I just want to bring it to your awareness. But then, of course, there's the story out of Florida. Florida Senate passes bill to ban school from teaching sexual ideology in pre-K through uh, grade three. And uh, we've seen some media spin on this story. Uh, there's talk about how you can't say gay. There's also talk about grooming and all of this. But the bottom line, the heart of the story, in my opinion, this I'm reading uh, the one I have in front of me is from LifeSide News. The, the heart of the story for me is about parental rights more than it is almost anything else. There is the obviousness of we should not be doing this to little kids But then there's the issue of parental rights, and I have to tell you, that to me is obviously a great concern because the state wants a village to raise your kids. It doesn't want you to raise your kids. It wants the community to raise your kids. It wants the state to raise your kids. It doesn't want you to have to raise your kids. It doesn't want you—it wants you to, you know— Wipe their bums and change their diapers, and it wants you to care for them, of course, 24-7, but it doesn't want you to have the ability, the privilege, the power, the authority to make decisions that will affect the rest of their life. They want to have that part. A little bit of this article here out of Florida it says the bill would prevent schools in Florida from teaching young children about transgenderism and other sexuality related issues. Limit discussions about sexual sexuality for older children and require educators to inform parents of any changes in their child's physical, emotional or mental well-being. Well, they're not the only state to fight back. Idaho, Idaho. Here's a, an article out of the blaze. Idaho. Closer to passing law that would make transgender operations on minors a felony. So they're following the the suit of Texas, right? The article a little bit here says Idaho is one step closer to passing a law that would make transgender medical operations on minors a felony and LGBTQ advocates are expressing their outrage. The bill goes to a full state House vote after being uh, passed by a House committee on Tuesday. If passed, the law says anyone caught prescribing hormones or puberty blockers or performing gender reassignment operations on minors could be punished by life in prison. Wow. Isn't that something? Republican State Rep. Bruce Skoug, uh sponsored the bill and said that instead of seeking irreversible surgery, Children experiencing gender dysphoria should seek mental health treatment instead. And how many times have we seen over the last, I don't know, handful of years, states push back on that? They don't want to allow that type of therapy. They are trying to block this type of thing in many of those deep blue states. So Idaho is pushing back. Texas is pushing back. We are seeing a lot of this, uh, this line being drawn in the sand, and we have to make a decision. Where do we stand? Why do we would, Why would we want to allow our children? It's like so often we are sending our kids when we have no better options. Now, some of us have fantastic education options. Some of us have wonderful school systems, great school teachers that aren't doing this type of behavior, and praise be to God for that. Maybe they're private schools, like Catholic schools. Maybe they're public schools. It's possible. I have heard of great, uh, some great public school systems. I have many listeners who have reached out and said, hey, our school system's been fantastic. Well, praise be to God for that. But many, many more don't have that privilege. How many parents find themselves in broken homes, single-parent family homes, and they're working, uh, you know— <laughs> Their tail off trying to just pay the rent, pay the mortgage, put food on the table like my mom did, working as a hairdresser with a GED. No choice. Whatever the local school was is where we went, regardless of the, the gang violence, irregardless of the crimes committed. The undercover police officer that I thought was a, a lunch school worker turned out to be handcuffing people during the lunch break. I mean, that's the reality that parents are having to face today. And now they have to face this, too. What are their kids being taught in school, and what control do they have over that? Can they opt their kids out of this? In many places, no. Do they have any control? And now they're going to have to spend even more time making sure that their kids know right from wrong. If you're not educating your child, taking command and control of their formation spiritually, mentally, physically, I mean emotionally in this world— they're gonna have big trouble if they have to walk out on their own two feet as adults and how often how much pressure is there in this world to send your kids direct to college because unless they get that degree they're not worth nothing they'll have no future they'll be just poor paupers living under the bridge next to Adrian let me tell you many students many young people go to college and they lose their faith they're they're propagandized in these institutions and it's up to parents to hold the ground to fight back and they must win these battles for the sake of their children let alone for the sake of our society and our future that's going to do it for what's concerning us coming up after the break we're going to have breaking news and stories rudy carlos and of course jason jones from the vulnerable people project is going to be on our show too don't go anywhere we'll be right back
5: This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, I accept some of the things the church teaches, but I could never embrace the entire creed because there are some things in it that I just don't have any use for. C.K. Chesterton says, you might as well say that there's a great many things in the Encyclopedia Britannica that you don't have any use for. The church, like the Encyclopedia, is meant for everybody and not just for you. It is meant for everybody, which just happens to include you. The Catholic Church is a combination of things that are nevertheless one thing. We cannot accept only part of it without rejecting all of it want more than a minute visit our website at www.chesterton.org
3: welcome back to catholic drive time keeping you informed and inspired and now more headlines breitbart reports clarence thomas takes another swipe at big tech section 230 immunity the law grants big tech wide legal immunity to host and censor content at will thomas says the supreme court may have to narrow the protections of Section 230 in an appropriate case, Thomas gave his opinion in a statement on the Supreme Court's denial of certiorari in Jane Doe v. Facebook. The case involved a child rapist who used Facebook to lure a 15-year-old girl into a meeting after which he repeatedly raped her, beat her, and trafficked her for sex. The case filed in the state court of Texas sought to hold Facebook liable for violating Texas' laws against sex trafficking, as well as a number of common law offenses. The state court allowed the sex trafficking case to proceed, but struck down the common law claims on Section 230 grounds. And the blaze reports, a poll shows a majority of Democrats say they would flee the U.S. during an invasion, but a majority of Republicans say they would remain and fight. A Quinnipiac University national poll of U.S. adults asked people whether they would fight or flee if they faced a situation like Ukraine. The poll found that while a whopping 68% of Republicans said they would remain and fight, just 40% of Democrats said they would stick around and fight. Among independents, 57% said that they would stay and fight. And LifeSite reports Elon Musk refuses to block Russian news sources on his Starlink internet service. Several governments are petitioning Musk to block Russian media services over the invasion of Ukraine. Starlink is a satellite internet constellation operated by Musk's company SpaceX. The service provides internet across to most of the world. Uh, Starlink has been, been told by some governments, not Ukraine, he made the distinction, to block Russian media sources, Musk tweeted we will not do so unless at gunpoint sorry to be a free speech absolutionist he says and the ap reports a man forfeits $57,000 uh, or rather man forfeits a 50,000 57,000 pokemon card gets prison for loan scam a Georgia man was sentenced to three years in prison after illegally obtaining a coronavirus relief loan and using more than $57,000 of the money to buy a collectible Pokemon card. Vinath Odumzene of Dublin, Georgia, agreed to forfeit the costly trading card, which featured the Pokemon character Charizard, as part of a plea agreement. He received $85,000 from the loan program. Prosecutors said, uh, prosecutor said, and used to buy the trading card for, I hate to say it, but $57,789. That's how much a piece of cardboard is worth. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you.
2: Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us, though, uh, praise be to Jesus, is Jason Jones. He is the uh, founder of the Movie to Movement, but also the Vulnerable People Project. We've had him on several times to talk about his incredible work. Good morning to you, Jason Jones. Good morning, sir. Praise be to God. Thanks for being on with us today. We're very grateful to you. Um, you've been busy. You're a busy guy. And I would just like to be a fly on the wall in the, in the Uber that uh, takes you around, because uh, you're, you're all over the place doing some incredible stuff. Tell me what's going on in Ukraine with the Vulnerable People Project.
6: Well, you know, in going back to August, uh, we began evacuating uh, Christians and American citizens and others from Afghanistan, and we've gotten quite a bit of publicity Uh, from our work and when Ukraine when Russia began to invade Ukraine we began to get inundated from Ukrainians asking us to help uh, evacuate them from the Ukraine so for the past two weeks now we've been drinking from two fire hoses you know Afghanistan is still a catastrophe and we're 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 moving people out of Afghanistan every day and we've delivered over 50,000 families four months of food and coal from Afghanistan Uh, but we're We're also now evacuating women, children, and the elderly from Ukraine. We've evacuated over 5,000 people in less than two weeks, including um, a school for the blind, several orphanages, and uh, in the early days, what we did is we sent buses uh, to all the hospitals and began to just bus people that were in the hospitals across the border to Poland. Wow,
2: That's, that's incredible. How are, I mean, are the roads still passable? What is that condition like? I mean, I've heard reports that some uh, rail lines have been bombed and uh, they are using buses and there's some corridors. So what's the situation when it comes to actual conflict and the potential of these people being harmed and trying to get out of the country?
6: You know, it's, it's very dangerous, as it is in Afghanistan. Um, we had one of our volunteers, we have over 100 volunteers, most of them Ukrainian, but also Poles. And even a volunteer from Ireland. Um, we had a volunteer shot in the leg um, about four days ago. He's he's going to be he's going to be okay. But yeah, no, it's it is very dangerous. And as someone said, uh, you know, for us, it feels as if World War III has already has already started. You know, you brought up being a fly on the wall in an Uber. It's interesting you would say that. About a week ago, or two weeks ago, I was in Washington D.C. and I was on the phone in an Uber and uh, talking to my afghan ground team and the overdriver when we got to my destination he said excuse me sir i hope you don't mind me asking are you rescuing people from afghanistan i said yes sir he goes i was an american i was a translator for the united states uh you know for the army i'm afghan and i have a brother who's a translator and he's an siv he has siv status but he's still stuck in afghanistan you couldn't help us you think you could help us i said of course i can and and so we were able to within a week after me being in this this young man's uber, we were able to rescue his brother.
2: Wow, <laughs> praise be to God that's incredible
3: wow jason that's yeah, that's, that's, that's that's such a cool story um Providence, right there, right. I mean, you ran into him for a reason. Um, I'm wondering if you could describe. You know, we're we're getting a lot of news about uh, the shelling. We're getting news about military movements and that sort of thing. But one thing that I think is is lacking is the experience of the people. What is the the common experience of the people in Ukraine fleeing the war?
6: I mean, I guess you just it, it's it's hard for us to even begin to understand what it would be like to have to flee your village your town your neighborhood with all of your family with all of your friends and then to know that um it was it was you know, your city was being destroyed uh, while the men the young men are staying back and fighting uh one of the most powerful land forces in the history of the world it's it's quite frightening you know and it's it, my heart breaks not only for the ukrainians but for these russian boys who who are being ground into you know they're Over two days ago, I think the Russians lost a 1,000 casualties. There was 1,000 casualties in one day. This is really an unnecessary war. Um, It's utterly unbelievable. I don't see that. um, I see this is really Ukraine is is in a proxy. You know, it's NATO and Russia are using Ukraine. Both want Ukraine as a buffer from the other. Mm -hmm. And so the poor people of Ukraine are being ground down their countries being trampled um because nato's insistence on pushing up against the russian border uh, for 30 years you know we've been increasingly aggressive towards russia uh, and then putin foolishly uh, launches an immoral and illegal war um so i don't see really the only white hats i see are the ukrainians and uh, i would like to see statesmen in the west rise to the occasion um, I have no hope for Putin, you know, uh, doing the right, obviously doing the right thing, but putting the interests of the Ukrainian people first. Um, if, if this is about Ukraine, if, if we insist on wanting, if we really wanted Ukraine and NATO, uh, for the interests of the Ukrainian people, we're not demonstrating it now, uh, as we're watching Ukraine get, be mm-hmm. crushed.
2: We're talking with Jason Jones from the Vulnerable People Project, and we encourage everybody to check out their website and maybe even contribute in order to provide for this relief effort, thegreatcampaign.org. That's thegreatcampaign.org. Jason, it really is the biggest trick, I think, in this conflict is to try to sort fact from fiction here. Okay, can you just give me some insider baseball on your rescue effort? How do you know who to work with over there? How do you know how to pick the the team put the right people together, get the right resources. How do you find buses in the midst of the largest refugee crisis in Europe since World War II? How how are you able to do all of that?
6: Yeah, that's a very good question, and it's 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 very challenging. In fact, it's it's as equally as challenging in, in Ukraine as it, it was in Afghanistan. You might think Ukraine would be easier, but in many ways, it's more. It's, it's very complex, and it's it's um you know when i founded my organization hero with its two programs the vulnerable people project and movie to movement over 20 years ago you know i had been in the army and then i went to the university of hawaii and i thought imagine if you could found a nonprofit, sort of modeled on the special forces a team model where you would work with local communities to advance the interest of the vulnerable from the child in the womb to vulnerable ethnic and religious minorities facing genocide so that was sort of our model and that's how we work so um we have trusted partners in Ukraine. In fact, uh, my, the director of my Ukrainian ground team, she uh, is, who liais- is our liaison with all of our different teams on the ground in Ukraine, is uh, Irina Skaya, and she is a famous Ukrainian comedian. She was going to be touring with Louis C.K., of all people. Right? That's someone I'm thinking, <laughs> and I would listen to. So she was supposed to be touring with Louis C.K. across Ukraine this week. So Irina is, is is well known, but it's funny. We sent a team of American uh, combat medic veterans into Ukraine. We we purchased an ambulance. So we own several buses, 30 cars, wow. and the buses and cars. We're buying another three buses this week. Um, our goal is to buy another $200,000 in vehicles in the next 10 days. But but we bought an ambulance in Poland and were are in the ambulance with uh, former special forces guys and combat medic, combat, uh, combat medics. And, uh, but one of the, uh, the teams, they called us and they, they you know, they said, who is, who is this Irina Skaya? And, uh, um, they see a Russian honeypot. They, 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 <laughs> she, she had reached, she had reached out to them and said, Hey, look, we watched we an ambulance and you know, you're going. And, um, I said, you know, you can Google her. She's a comedian and, uh, she's a Ukrainian Patriot. Hold that thought.
2: Hold that thought. Jason Jones is our guest. We're talking about hope for Ukraine. Go to thegreatcampaign.org. But more uh, from Jason coming up after this very short break. Like, what happens to the refugees when they get to Poland? All that and more coming up next. Don't go anywhere.
7: During the 40 days that Jesus spent fasting in the desert, the first temptation he experienced from the devil was that of hunger. The devil said, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus responds by quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. God let the Israelites be afflicted with hunger in the desert, but then fed them with manna, a food unknown to them, that prefigured the Eucharist, so that they might know that it is not by bread alone that people live, but by faith. If we put our faith first, God will provide for our needs. Keep this in mind as we fast and abstain each Friday this Lent. If you already give up meat on Fridays, give up something else to bring you a little hunger. For fasting purifies the soul. It shifts our priorities to God and lets him provide for us. This is Matt Maloney from knowthefaith.net.
1: Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Bay Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you.
2: be to jesus christ welcome back to catholic drive time keeping you informed and inspired i'm your host joe McLean. so good to be on with you praise be to god jason jones from the vulnerable people project is our guest hope for ukraine go to thegreatcampaign.org to check out more information about his incredible work of he and the team of course rescuing not only afghanis still but uh, ukrainians as well good morning to you welcome back to our show jason
6: that's great to be on your show, and with all these wonderful Catholics and uh, others driving to work. to be more Catholic, you're listening in. You I, want to know? You want to know about our faith? And I love talking to them too.
2: I don't know. The gas prices are what they are. We may not be driving anymore. It may just be uh, the great walk to work. It's become Catholic walk time pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> how are how are you guys getting gas? Is the gas supply in Ukraine for your buses still good? I mean, do you guys still have supplies there?
6: Yeah, that's a very good question. In fact, I saw a friend of mine posted on social media yesterday. They were asked if they wanted a receipt after filling their tank, and she said, "I just told them no. Keep the receipt. I don't. I want to forget this entire experience." <laughs> um, it's very. The gas is very expensive, uh, so we're we're spending a lot of money on gas. You know, in Afghanistan, we had our coal for Christmas campaign. Uh, you know, because people were freezing to death uh, because of the cold weather, so we were wow. buying coal, and distributing coal across Afghanistan all winter long with food food and now we're we're buying buses and ambulances in poland and we're spending a lot of money on, on gasoline it's it's very expensive you know but if you go to the dot org, you donate a hundred dollars um that will cover all the costs to rescue one young woman young one child um and uh but it's it's very it's it's very expensive like we did, we bought that we bought an ambulance two days ago in poland for forty nine hundred dollars Oof. Um, but it won't take long for us to spend more money in gasoline uh, for that ambulance than than the ambulance itself cost us. Um, yeah, it's 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 very it's very it's the gas is very expensive.
3: Wow, that's unreal. Uh, you know, Jason, I'm wondering if you could maybe fill us in on what does the operation look like on a typical day. You know, this is anything but typical. But uh, wh- like, what what do you have to do to to make this happen to get these these wheels on the ground here?
6: well you know we have these teams so we have our two country teams hope for afghanistan and hope for ukraine and then we have our ground teams our folks working in those countries rescuing and evacuating people and in both countries we are distributing our you know we can't you can't take everyone out and so we're bringing people the necessities of life the medical supplies in each country Uh, a big part of what i have to do is fundraise i've never had to fundraise so hard in my life you know traditionally what we do is we run influence campaigns. I make movies. I write, ghostwrite op-eds for senators or movie stars. And, um, you know, we run influence campaigns. But because of our work, especially in the Muslim world, we were we we're outspoken advocates for the Uyghur, and I was very active in Iraq. And um, so we got inundated with requests to evacuate folks. We had to learn. We had to learn this. There was no organization uh, that existed to do the types of work that's we needed to do in Afghanistan and now we have to do it in Ukraine. So we've had to learn how we we, we, we go. You asked the question before the break, you know, what happens once you get them to Poland out of, um, out of Ukraine. And that's something we didn't think about in Afghanistan at first. Our goal was just get them to Pakistan, get them across the border, get them on a plane to UAE. I didn't think about then what, you know, we just were racing to get people out of the country as the Taliban was chasing us down. But then, we had to discover now we need to pay for safe houses in Pakistan because Pakistan's not much safer than Afghanistan. Mm. And then now we have to get law firms on to help us resettle these people permanently in a safe country. Um, then we have to work with the U.S. government or we're working with the government of Brazil or Ecuador or other countries. So, you know, it's, um, it's a big process. And we, we have an 11-step process from their first contact with us to them being permanently resettled. And, you know, the first step, when you're in the Army and you come across a soldier that was shot or wounded, you know, the first thing you're trained to say to them is you're going to be okay. So the, our first step, when they reach out to us uh, through LinkedIn or WhatsApp or Instagram, some, a young man saw me on EWTN News Nightly, who was an American citizen trapped in Afghanistan, and reached out to me, and we eventually rescued him. And now he's in San Diego helping leading our efforts to rescue Afghans. Wow. When gone? he first reached out to me, you know, my first words to him were, Same as Prince Wafa. I said, Prince Wafa, you're going to be okay. We're going to be with you till you're safe. That's the first step, those words. And we mean that. We are with them. We are with them as we move them to Pakistan. We are with them as we work to permanently resettle them in a new country. We are with them as they, it's it's hard to resettle in a new country, in a new culture, in another part of the world when you're dealing with PTSD Mm. and the sorrow and the survivor's guilt. All of these things. And I learned a lot of this with our work. Over a decade ago in Sudan, you know, we, we, we worked with the Lost Boys and others, and we thought, hey, we brought you to America, things are going to be okay. And then we look back and we found so many of them were committing suicide. Why? Because they had survivor's guilt. They were heartbroken. Mm-hmm. They couldn't adjust to this new culture. And so we really have, especially as Catholics, right? And I, I had the privilege of speaking at a Hazara mosque uh, two days ago, the Hazara a minority community in Afghanistan. They're Shia, and I spoke in the mosque, and I said, you know, as a Catholic, you know, we're taught that we're not to serve the princes and, you know, the princes of this world, but the kings and queens of God, the spiritual kings and queens, God's kings and queens, and who are are those kings and queens that I'm to serve? It's the widow, it's the orphan, it's the refugee. And I tell my team that they should, we should, we're the concierge desk at the Ritz-Carlton. This might sound strange, but this is what I tell my team. We're the concierge desk at the Ritz-Carlton. And when an Afghan or someone from Ukraine reaches out to us and says help rescue us, help deliver us food, we should respond to them within seconds. And we should meet all of their needs. And so now in Afghanistan we can deliver food to most places in that country when someone reaches out to us. Oftentimes they're starving to death. They've been hiding in, in an attic like Anne Frank and somehow a friend or a family member of theirs hears about us and they reach out to us for food, we can usually deliver food and coal to them within four hours. Some places wow. it takes us 24 because we're putting food on donkeys. Mm. Um, but, you know, if they're in Kabul or something like that in hiding, we can usually get food. And once we vet them, once we make sure they, who, who, they are who they say they are because the Taliban lays traps for our teams, um, once we can vet who they are with usually within four hours, a first contact. It takes about four hours for us to do all of our processes in Kabul. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team delivers the food and coal. Usually, we deliver an entire season's worth of food uh, in the first delivery, um, and then my team takes a picture of it and they send it to me. My wife calls me the Jeff Bezos of Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> you, have a, but, you have a you have know, a you have
2: a space uh, you have a space outfit as well. You have a, a rocket going into space too. You need one if you're going to be the Jeff Bezos. I you know
6: being the Jeff Bezos of Afghanistan doesn't. <laughs> Is pay as well as being Jeff Bezos, <laughs> yeah, <that's> but, <laughs> but I think it's the treasures in heaven. And I tell you what, um, there's, there was a, a pregnancy center in, in Austin that reached out to me, a young Afghan couple, a woman had a, this is horrible, she had a problem pregnancy. So she was kicked out of, um, they literally asked her and her husband to leave the refugee camp here in the United States. Mm. And they said, we can't take care of you. You're too sick. Go figure it out on your own. And they released her. Out Of the camp, wow, she goes to a crisis pregnancy center staffed by good pro life Christians, and they knew of my work from t v and they called me I immediately jumped in my car because I live in the hill country of Texas, and I drove to austin her the, um, their, the, the the this young couple and they look like movie stars this young couple they were separated from their their one year old son and, and the grandma when the bomb blast happened at abbeygate oh, no. and MPs pulled the, the the mom and dad one way, and baby and grandma went, were pushed in the other way. Oh, and they were literally just put onto planes and flew away from their baby, like you can't even imagine. So when I met with this young couple, the grandmother and the baby, who's just one years old, were starving to death and freezing to death. While I was with this couple and this pregnancy center director, at a restaurant in Austin, in a you know, this beautiful part of town. And I'm with this couple that's going under the most you know, sorrowful experience you could imagine. By God's grace, our team was able to deliver four months of food, coal, baby formula, diapers, baby wipes right there in Afghanistan. Our team got it to them in Kabul and uh, we gave the, gr- the grandma what would be the equivalent of a year's salary for a school teacher in Kabul. Um, and we've been caring for them now and we're working with Red Cross. In the next week or two, um, the very next flight out of Kabul, uh, the baby and the baby's aunt will, uh, will be flying to Austin, Texas, where that, that couple will be reunited. Praise and, be to God. That God uses us, and it's thanks to our donors. I've never, you know, our my nonprofit was usually founded around we make movies. The movies make money. The money does our pro-life and whole-life apostolate. We didn't really have to lean on donors other than our major donors that helped us with movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't really reach out to smaller donors and we we didn't really need donors. Um, But in the past, since, since this Afghanistan catastrophe, we've really reached out to people who who follow our work, my work. And um, they've been so generous. You know, we've never had to turn down a request for help, a request for evacuation. And, and we've, we've, we've been down to 20, $30 in the bank. And then all of a sudden, I always tell my team we're going to drive till we hit E, and then we'll walk to the gas station.
0: <laughs> and
6: um, but by God's grace, um, you know we have been able to meet every request Amen. Um, for help. Well, we're just down to it
2: now. We're almost out of time with Jason Jones. I want to encourage you, dear listener, to check out thegreatcampaign.org. Thegreatcampaign.org, and you'll see that donate button in the top right corner. There uh, seems like a fantastic. Way to support and do something when we're stuck here in the states, uh, not driving our cars because of uh, eight dollar gallon gas. Uh, but we can support your efforts, Jason. Uh, really, uh, hats off to you, my brother. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for for all your heroic witness and for your team. I mean these these silent heroes, truly silent heroes. We don't even know who they are, but they're out there doing the business right now.
6: Yeah, they're the real heroes. The Catholic News Agency is 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 uh, there'll be an article that drops today where they really highlight the work of our team in awesome in the ukraine and you'll see they're a very beautiful unique group of people uh, a famous um yachtsman a stand-up comedian a really oh. unlikely group of heroes you'd meet them in rick's cafe in Casablanca, type of folks
2: wow praise be to god what an eclectic group of incredible people god love you jason jones thank you for your time today we're very grateful to you
6: god bless you guys thank you
2: All right, go to thegreatcampaign.org for more information. So much we could have gotten into, but what a great conversation, Jason Jones. That's going to do it for hour number one of Catholic Drive Time. Do me a favor, if you can, uh, come back tomorrow. But if you are able to, hang out with us for the next hour or two. We live stream on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And once again, thank you so much to our pastors, Daniel and Karen, today. God love you. God bless you. We'll see you
0: back here tomorrow morning.
7: This is a Messy Family Minute from Mike and Alicia Hernan. Many people, especially young people in our culture today, are feeling fragmented and lost. They don't know who they are or where they belong. We can see this in an extreme form in the identity politics in our culture today. Without a strong family identity, people see connection and belonging in other places.
2: It's the job of parents to give their children their identity and their mission.
3: Families do this through their individual family culture. Your family culture, which includes daily routines as well as traditions, ultimately communicates a deep sense of belonging for your children. This sense of belonging as well as identity is essential for each person's feeling of worthiness and healthy human development. Having this security enables a
5: person
7: to engage with the world wholeheartedly and ready to love. Our identity shouldn't come from whatever social group you're part of, but instead from the fact that we all come from a family, our family on earth and our family in heaven. For more resources on building your family culture, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org.
1: Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart, an education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition, an education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more.
0: to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious.
1: It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain.
0: Praise, Praise be
1: to
2: Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. I'm still like uh, just in awe of the incredible work Jason Jones is doing with his team of incredible heroes uh, at the Vulnerable People Project. We just wrapped up that conversation. Again, their website is thegreatcampaign.org. I am going to encourage you to go check that out and support them if you can. So,
3: so good. So good. Praise God. Wasn't that great, Rudy? Don't you feel good today? It's like. Man, like he's a, an incredible guy. To be honest with you, yeah. I, you know, I I think sometimes we forget that we can be in the company. Uh, who knows? I'm not ruling it out. Mm-hmm. We might mm-hmm. be in the company of angels. <laughs> he's, he's, he's an angel. Eh? <laughs> Honestly, or uh,
0: man, he's just working
3: with providence. There, it's that crazy. Would make it get weird for awkward for his kids. Just saying. You think so? Yeah, hmm. he was an angel, not like a human. I didn't know he had
2: kids. Yeah, That changes things. (laughs) That changes everything. Either way, he's doing pretty incredible work. Again, the greatcampaign.org. We'll post that conversation on our YouTube channel. And uh, thanks to the strikes, nobody will watch it. But hey, there is the podcast. (laughs) There is the podcast. Uh, So you can always get our podcast on Google Play, on iTunes, on Spotify. You can also get it on our website. If you go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt, look at the very bottom. Okay, there's a blue bar on the bottom. That is the podcast player. You can just click play and listen right there. And there's a little flyout, the three bar flyout thingy dingy on, on uh, the right side. Click that. You can choose the episode and the day you want to listen to. Share so, it with a friend. Yeah, share that with a friend. And do us an even bigger favor. Leave, if you're going to listen like on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, leave a review of our podcast. Go to look for Catholic Drive Time, leave a review. Make it five stars. That really helps us, really helps. Now you're saying, Joe, you don't deserve it. Fine. Fair enough. Leave it anyway. (laughs) And then in the comments, tell us everything you don't like about the show. And uh, that would be a fair exchange because you would be helping us find new listeners. And it would be an incredible gift that you'd be giving to us. So uh, hang out with us on our podcast if you could and leave a review. Speaking of... uh, Beautiful gifts in the world. Adrian Fonseca is here on The Ones and Twos. Good morning to Adrian.
1: Howdy, howdy. Praise be to God. It's good to be here. Is it? Yes, even though, in spite it, of it all? awkwardly enough, Joe just called me beautiful. You're beautiful so, you are. Uh, in the I'm, eyes of Our Lady, you're gorgeous. A little uncomfortable, not going to lie. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> image uh, and likeness of God. Image um, and likeness of God. Man. There you go, folks. There you <laughs> go. But praise be to God. Uh, but yeah, Jason Jones, he's always a delight to listen to. I love hearing... You just uh, called Jason a delight. Yeah, he to is. the senses. He is, yeah. de- <laughs> he is a delight to listen to because, you know, I just, you never hear about these kind of stories outside of listening to Jason talk about it. Yeah, so, praise be to God. It's yeah. good to have him on. Yeah. I'm always so
2: impressed with his ability to pull the, all of these assets together to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. It is just, it's so amazing, mind boggling. Certainly, good. I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. You and me both. Speaking of other things we can't do, we can't give you prizes today, but we can give them to you on Friday. So, you can get in the cup. Of the the divine providence of God, if you play our game at 15 past the hour you might get your chances to win the prizes on Friday. So we'll open up the phone lines. You can call in and be our guest. If you've never called before, we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, if you've played, and it's been at least a month since you played, you're welcome to call back, but we'll give you the phone number at 15 past the hour if you would like to hedge your bet. your Increase your opportunity. Make sure that you have the chance to play our game today. What you could do is you could go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt, and you could look for the Fear and Trembling link, and then you can click on that, and you can uh, find the rules and even the phone numbers there, too. So you can call in, sit on hold, and uh, hedge your bet. Before we jump into our prayer today, let me thank Daniel Montes. God love you, Daniel. Uh, God love you, Karen Norata. Thank you very much. Both of you are Praying, fasting, and doing penance for us today in our 2022 Lenten campaign. We are praying for the conversion of ardent sinners, heretics, blasphemers, and peace in the world. We're praying for those souls that uh, often get neglected. We, we, we don't like them, so we don't pray for them. Well, we're going to pray for them all Lent long praying for their conversion, and we're going to pray in the Golden Arrow Prayer. And Daniel and Karen are joining us today, offering up their day. So thank you for that. All right, let's begin uh, by jumping in. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible, and unutterable name of God be always praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven. On earth and under the earth, by all the creatures of God, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy
3: Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired, and here's a story that makes me think we're in the company of angels. WND reports, Mystery Good Samaritan saves couple after car skids into icy river. I owe that man everything. When North Texas couple Bailey Cross and her fiance Brandon Bashaw were driving home on the night of February 2nd, the weather had taken an icy turn. While Texas didn't see the sort of devastating widespread freeze it had the year before, this year's ice storm still caused headaches and dangerous driving conditions, something the young parents of two nearly lost their lives over. I had passed out when we were in the car, and then next thing I knew I had EMT over me, and the man wasn't there, uh, whenever I woke up, so I don't know who he was. I haven't gotten to see him yet," Cross said. While the unknown hero managed to wrench Cross out, he was unable to retrieve Bashaw. He had called 911, though, the f- though, and the first responder soon arrived, a diver went in to get him. Both Cross and Bashaw had been rescued, but Bashaw was barely clinging, clinging to life, having been in the car 30 to 45 minutes before being resuscitated. In the early stages of his rescue, his prognosis was not so good, and doctors didn't have much hope for him. But as the days passed, Bashaw made an amazing recovery, gaining mobility and speaking to loved ones. The family has been desperately searching for their hero, but no one has stepped forward. They have very little to go off of, though they think he may have been driving a black Chevy Silverado pickup truck. I I just saw him run across the road, Lieutenant Jason Owens recalled. He was in the cold water, and then I was pulling in with our engine. I just saw him coming up over the edge of the bank and then he took off towards his truck to get to warmth. Even before I could make contact with him, he had left the scene. So there you have it folks, angels drive Chevy Silverados. And that's good news. God love you. Would it be good news if they drove something
1: else? Just wondering. (laughs) Uh, The saint of the day is Saint Francesca of Rome. She was born in the city of Rome in 1384 to a wealthy noble family. And at 11 years of age, she knew she wanted to be a nun, but her father had already promised her in marriage. She stubbornly prayed to God to prevent the marriage until her confessor pointed out, Are you crying because you want to do God's will or because you want God to do your will? She gave in to the marriage and her future husband, Lorenzo, was a noble, wealthy, and a good person. And he really cared for her. She was forced into the high life, full of parties and entertainment, and Francesca collapsed from the strain. For months, she lay close to death, unable to eat or move or even to speak. And at her worst, she had a vision of St. Alexis. He asked her if she wanted to recover or not, and she whispered, God's will is mine. St. Alexis replied, then you will live to glorify his name. Her recovery was immediate and complete and Lorenzo became even more devoted to her after this. He was even in a little awe of her because of what she'd been through. Her sister-in-law, as it turns out, was also a very devout young woman, and together they began a regiment of devotion. She had three children when a flood brought disease and famine to Rome, and she gave away all their excess food and drink to those in need. But her father-in-law, in turn, took her keys away, forbidding her to do so. Desperate to help the poor, she searched for food and miraculously found that their granary had become full and their wine barrels filled. During the Roman Civil War, her house in ruins, her husband gone, one son dead and one son a hostage, she could have given up. She looked to her left, she looked to her right, and she cleared out the wreckage of the house and turned it into a makeshift hospital and a shelter for the homeless. After her daughter died, God gave her an archangel to be, to buy, by her side to be her spiritual director. After the war, her husband was mentally destroyed and she cared for him while creating a Benedictine oblate Monastery nearby. Francesca nur- nursed, nursed Lorenzo until he died. His last words to her were, I feel as if my whole life has been one beautiful dream of purest happiness. God has given me so much in your love. After his death, Francesca moved into the house with the other Oblates and made Superior. And at the age of 52, she had the life she dreamed of when she was 11. She had been right in discerning her original vocation. She just had the timing wrong. God had had other plans for her in between. Francesca died four years later, and her last words were, The angel has finished his task. He beckons me to follow. St. Francesca of Rome, pray. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today
2: comes to us from Luke chapter 11, verses 29 through 32. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment of the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it because at the preaching of Jonah they repented and there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Calmet said, Instead of a prodigy in the heavens or in the air, I will give you one in the bosom of the earth, more wonderful than that of the prophet Jonah, who came out alive from the belly of the fish which had swallowed him. Thus, I will return alive from the bosom of the earth three
1: days after my death. Close quote. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, a number of things. One thing to note is how many times our Lord says, This is an evil generation. I was able to find three times here in Luke, Matthew 16, and in Matthew 12, he declares this is an evil generation. Like, whoa, imagine God telling you this is an evil generation. And it makes me really think about that. But before I go on further with that, Cornelius Lapide said, For this Jonah clearly showed who I am, why I died, and why I am crucified, in respect of which they are offended in truth that I am Messiah, the tamer of death and sin the Savior of the world and the Lord of heaven and earth. For the keepers of the sepulcher told the Jews that Christ was risen from the tomb. The Jews themselves saw the empty sepulcher and the apostles proved Christ's resurrection by many miracles. Wherefore, many Jews at the time and afterwards, all nations believed in Christ raised from death. For the Jews did not expect a humble and poor Messiah, but one who was rich and glorious. Such they beheld Christ in his resurrection, ascension and mission of the Holy Ghost." Whence they at the time acknowledged him and accepted him as Messiah, according to it, to what he's aid in John and John eight twenty eight. When ye have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then ye shall know that I am He, for I shall rise gloriously from the cross and death. He goes on to talk about talk about this further. But what this connects to is this evil generation. think about ourselves. Think about what we do. Think about the fact that we are like the Jews of this time period. We are not unlike these Jews. We turn back, we look at the, in the scriptures and we like, oh, these wicked Jews who crucified Christ, these wicked Jews who saw the miracles of Christ, who were the people of God, the chosen people of God. And yet they betrayed Christ and they crucified him. Yet, who are we? Who are you and I? We are the children of God. We are baptized. We have the indelible mark on our soul. So just like there were faithful Jews who followed Christ, there were the unfaithful Jews who denied Christ in the same way. There are Catholics, there are Christians today who are baptized, they are members of the body of Christ, yet they reject Christ, yet they crucify Christ by their sin. This is now no different from the Jews of the past. When our Lord says, "This is an evil generation," yes, he's talking about the Jews right here right now in the Scripture. But he's also talking about you and I. He's also talking about the Christians and the Catholics, us here today, us the baptized who know Christ, who recognize the miracles of Christ, who recognize his church. And yet we do not follow. Yet we fall into sin. Yet we reject Christ at every turn. Yet we refuse to have charity in our souls for those who harm us. Yet we do not follow the commandments of God, because if you love God, you will keep his commandments. And yet we seek a sign. And yet we ask God to send a sign, send us things to show us the way, yet we do not follow him. So meditate upon this today. We are an evil generation, and we need to repent. We need to come to Christ, and we need to uh, be, not be an evil generation
2: <laughs> hashtag not an evil generation let 's let 's start that hashtag today. no
1: sin gang no sin
2: gang all right, praise be to God it is time to play our game show fear and trembling and it 's a wonderful opportunity to have a good time to learn something new and possibly win some prizes. but what you need to do is make a phone call we 're looking for first time callers first at 877-757-9424 that's 877-757-9424 if it's been a while since you played the game like a month or so call back 877-757-9424 that's 877-757-9424 be right back Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics?
4: 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that he give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10, do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us, will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholic often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, the sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you, and make sure you do.
0: A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another
5: round of Fear and Trembling, the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation. By the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance, and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot.
2: 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. The Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden. Agenda. Praise be to God. I can't tell you my secrets or my agendas because what we need most is a phone call. Phone lines are open waiting for that caller to be our contestant. First call gets to be the contestant at 877-757-9424. If you've never played, it's fun. I'll explain it to you in a moment, but uh, pick up the phone and start dialing 877-757-9424. If it's been at least a month, you can call back 877-757-9424. But as I said, there are some few secrets that we have around here in Catholic Drive Time. Agendas, we're very agendized here. And uh, you can't tell anybody what I'm about to tell you. That's the, that's the deal. If you promise, then I will share them with you. Okay, number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might learn something you didn't know before. Praise be to God. It's always a good thing. Uh, Then number two, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time, and our callers, they are the best. It's true. It's scientifically proven that they are amazing, and we appreciate that. And then, of course, we give out prizes, and that makes it a winner for everybody involved, right? But here's the kicker. Three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, uh, but I don't ask the caller the questions. So they don't need to know the correct answers. They could get everyone wrong personally but still win because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy and... Adrian, one of which will be correct, the other will be incorrect, and the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision, whomst do they trust more, and then every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of Divine Providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win?
3: Oh my goodness, I'm looking at the phone and it's going off the hook. Thanks for calling in today. If you don't make it today, call in tomorrow. But uh, our game show sponsor this week, praise God, is Classic Catholic. The uh, the winner this week will receive a beautiful print of a Eucharistic chalice from a Benedictine Abbey design from 1908. My Lord and my God, every time you look at this print, you will think of the precious and holy blood of Jesus. Classic Catholic has many other fantastic illustrations on their Etsy page. Please check them out at Classic Catholic. That's one word, Classic Catholic. Thank you very much. Praise be to God. Thank you,
2: Classic Catholic, for your generous gift, giving us prizes to give away to our listeners. We love that. Classic Catholic on Etsy, God love you. The phone lines did light up. I mean, a ton of people mm-hmm. called in. If you again don't get in today, call back tomorrow. Call in early and, and ensure that uh, you have that opportunity. But let's let's go to the phones. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Janie. Janie, yeah, how the, are you? Praise be to God. Yes, sir. I am well. How are you?
8: Good. Thank you.
2: Now, where are you calling from, Janie?
8: San Antonio, Texas. The Great
2: the great uh... town a great city metropolis of san antonio are you born and raised in san antonio
8: yes i
2: am all right so where did you go to high school
8: providence high
2: school i'm so sorry did you know judson high school <laughs> existed at the time do you want me to speak to your parents about that because I, that must be traumatizing you never got to go to the great <laughs> judson high school oh, unlike I. I i was blessed very blessed to go to judson high school <laughs>
1: yes. Janie, can you turn down your radio yeah, turn on your radio.
2: We're getting some feedback there. I'm just teasing you, Janie. I, I know there are other high schools that are okay, too. Praise be to God. Now, Janie, you say you go to St. Dominic's. That's fantastic. We appreciate you calling in today. Have you, uh, have you listened? Do you know how this game is played? Yes, I do. All right. So you, you know, then. It's you and I. We're together in this. Okay. We have to face the difficulty and trickery of Rudy <laughs> and Adrian. Are you ready, Janie?
7: I'm ready, sir.
2: Praise be to God. We shall start, as is our custom, our tradition, our patrimony here on the show with Rudy. Good
3: morning to you, Rudy. Good morning. And if you're watching me on the on uh, YouTube, yeah. you can see papal grandeur not seen. Papal grandeur, you say? Not seen in many years. Or heard on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> or heard on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: all right. Uh, Rudy, good morning. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Praise be to God. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm ready. Um, are you sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Rudy, can you tell me what
3: clergy are allowed to wear the tiara? Whomst is allowed to wear the tiara? <laughs> uh, well, only the Pope. Only, really? Only the Papa. Wow. The Supreme Pontiff. Huh. Interesting. The Holy Father. Interesting. Okay. I got it. mean What else do we call him? In Rome. The guy with the red slippers. The guy, not anymore, but okay.
2: <laughs> Let's see what Adrian says. Which A- one? Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Can you tell me what clergy are allowed to wear the tiara? Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that would be either the Pope. Okay. Or. Oh. oh. Or. Uh-huh. Rudy. Rudy? With people brand Rudy? or. Or just any Rudy? The Rudy, Carlos. The because he has a papal grandeur. Uh huh. Or a papal complex. I'm not
2: sure which. Okay. <laughs> all right. Janie, here is the deal the tiara, Okay, the triple crown, all right? Who gets to wear it? Is it just the Pope, as Rudy seems to think it is? Or is it the Pope and Rudy, as Adrian awkwardly seems to think it is? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Janie, what say
3: you? It
0: is just the
2: Pope. Just the Pope, you say?
3: Survey says. Although it would be cool to have joint custody of the tiara, I know it's
2: so rigid that they don't let. Other Benedict wanted wear it. to wear the tiara. Could he? Benedict? No. He can no. have it on the weekend. He's not the guy wearing white and rope. Oh, Never red mind. slipper. Oh. Never mind. Never oh, mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, on. Oh. You're in the cup, Janie. Oh. You're in the cup. You oh, could win. Praise be to God. Congratulations. That was an easy one. That was an easy one. This yeah, next one, I'm good gonna, good. I'm gonna give this one. It's just slightly more complex, but not by much. I think <laughs> pretty easy. I, I, think you got this. But let's just okay. take it carefully, you and I, Janie. Here we go. Adrian. Good that's morning to you. My name is still Adrian. Uh, you should put a name tag just to be sure. But they couldn't hear it on the radio. Uh, that's true, mm-hmm. but at least I would know. Uh, I wouldn't get confused by it, especially as I get older. And people do get confused. Adrian, can you tell me what is the term for a substitute, a substitute for baptism of water mm. in one? Who is not yet baptized, Okay, but suffers martyrdom for the faith. Right. So
1: they're not baptized with water. Not baptized with water. But how else could they possibly be baptized for those okay. that
2: died for the faith?
1: Oh, okay. So we're talking about people who are martyrs, but they were never baptized. Correct, sir. Okay, okay, yes. That would be baptism uh-huh. of yeah. blood. Really? Yep. The blood of that they shed uh-huh. is what baptizes them. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Rudy? True facts. Rudy, let's see what you have to say here, sir. <laughs> okay.
2: What is the term for a substitute for baptism of water in one who is not yet baptized but suffers martyrdom for the faith?
3: You know, Adrian, I, I haven't heard that before. But what I have heard is um, when people go through a difficult time, it's it's typically called a baptism by fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have heard that before.
2: Uh, so you think fire is the answer baptism of fire. That's Ooh, right. All right, Janie. I think I, I I think I warned you a little bit This is slightly more tricky So which is it is it as Rudy says a baptism by fire or is it as Adrian says a Baptism by blood for those that were martyred for the faith, but yet not baptized Janie. What say you 15 seconds on the
1: clock? Adrian. That sounded confident Are you sure? Are you so wise? I'm not going to let Joe trick you.
2: Very good, Janie. You're you're you. You got it. It was tricky though, wasn't it, Janie?
5: Yes. Yeah. It it, it was
2: a bit. (laughs) You did well. Praise God. You're in for two. The next one's super easy. Super easy, easy peasy, <laughs> easy peasy. Oh, well, that's not good. with Adrian degrees, <laughs> that's a risk. This is line. so easy. <laughs> All right, here we go. The easiest we're gonna, question we're going to run out of time. Back to Rudy.
3: Uh, Rudy, can you tell me who is the patron saint of students? Patron saint of students is Saint uh, Saint John of the Cross. Really? Yep. He wants the dark night of the soul for all of them <laughs> yeah really
2: that's what school's like I like that school <laughs> uh, let's just see if we can get a second opinion though Jamie uh, hey Adrian hey Joe can you tell me
1: maybe <laughs> who is the patron saint of students I, I think I may have uh, been wrong a second ago this is pretty hard um, I'm gonna go with <laughs> I'm gonna go with Saint Thomas Aquinas. Of course Saint. you would. Thomas yeah. Aquinas. Well, I mean, didn't you go to a school I mean, named after him? He's a Dominican. Yeah. I mean, he, there's universities named after him. Uh-huh. My high school's named after him. <laughs> yeah? I mean, chances are. You got the tattoo?
4: No, 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 no.
1: no. All right, Janie, here
2: is Two the deal. Who one. is the patron saint of students? Is it St. Thomas Aquinas, as Adrian seems to think? Or is it St. John of the Cross, as Rudy seems to think? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Janie, what say you?
8: Go the other way. Go the other <laughs> way. Oh, I'm so
2: sorry. <laughs> Oh, Janie, I'm sorry. It's uh, not John of the Cross. It is, in fact, Thomas (laughs) Aquinas. But you got two. Congratulations. Two Two out of three ain't bad. Thank you, guys. God love you, you, Janie. Enjoy your day in the beautiful city of San Antonio. And uh, we're going to put you on hold because it uh, might be God's holy will that you should win on Friday. And so you'll have to tune in then. But enjoy your day, Janie. All right, that's going to do it for the radio site. Please hang out with us for the after show on our live video stream. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And Daniel and Karen, thank you again. Thank
0: you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the Chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
9: Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Wednesday of the first week of Lent and we we commemorate St. Francis of Rome. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Forty days and forty nights Thou wast fasting in the wild Forty days and forty nights Tempted and yet undefiled. In the name of the
10: Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
9: And with your spirit. Let us
10: acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, And to to you, you, my brothers and sisters, that I I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what what I have failed to do, through through my my fault, through my fault, through my 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 most most grievous fault. fault. Therefore, Therefore I ask the Blessed Mary Mary, of the Virgin, Virgin, all all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life.
9: Amen. Kiri e Kiri e lehisan, Christe song. lehisan, Christe Kiri e lehisan, Kiri e
10: Let us pray. Remember your compassion, O Lord, and your merciful love, for they are from of old. Let not our enemies exult over us. Redeem us, O God of Israel, from all our distress. O God, who have given us in St. Francis of Rome a singular model of both married and monastic life, grant us perseverance in your service, that in every circumstance of life we may see and follow you, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen.
9: A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time set out for the great city of Nineveh and announced to it the message that I will tell you so Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh according to the Lord's bidding <clears throat> now Nineveh was an enormously large city it took three days to go through it Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in the ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh, By decree of the king and his nobles, neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and called loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way, and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows? God may relent and forgive, and withhold his blazing wrath, so that we shall not perish. When God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, and the greatness of your compassion wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. For you are not pleased with sacrifices, should I offer a burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit, a heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humble, O God, you will not spurn. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, for I am gracious and merciful. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory.
10: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke.
9: Glory to you, O Lord.
10: While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise in the, with the, the men of this generation and she will condemn them, because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will rise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here.
9: The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
10: Why did they listen to him? Why did they listen to Jonah? It's one simple reason. Because he spent three days in a way, in the belly of a whale. If you saw someone who spent three days in the belly of a whale, you would listen to what they said. If he said, everybody wear a purple hat, you put on a purple hat. I mean, I would like to hear what somebody who had to say who had been in a whale for three days and three nights Putting aside those specious theologies where they say this is just an analogy, or he wasn't there wasn't really a whale; it was just a hogwash. They they repented. A city that took three days to walk through repented because some guy. Did you hear the words he said? They're very very simple. Repent. God is not pleased. And they even like put like I can you can even imagine nowadays they they made the animals repent. Can you imagine the the designer doggy ash and uh sackcloth for the rescue cats, you know, like I mean, they made the animals <laughs> repent too. Why? Because this man spent three days and in, in the belly of the whale, it's that simple. And to reject that sign, you have to be kind of uh pretty selfish or pretty th- that's not enough for you. Well, if a man is going to rise from the dead and you still want more. Do you see why that's evil? Because if if someone is going to be crucified and be raised from the dead, and that's not enough for you, it looks like this. It sounds like this. It's exactly like the Pharisees at the foot of the cross when they're saying, if you are the son of God, grant me this sign that you come down from your cross. That's evil. It's not a, it's not an evil thing to ask God for a sign. Like, please give me a sign that I'm doing the right thing. That's, it's not the best thing. It's not the best St. John of the Cross would tell you. That's not a very good spiritual practice. But it, that, is, that itself is not evil. What's evil is saying, if you're really God, uh, I'm only going to believe you're God if you take away my cancer. Or I'm only going to believe you're God if you uh, make the Bills win the game. Or, you know, whoever. My, on my terms. In other words, if you do my will. But there's a deeper sign here. It's the body of Christ. That is the biggest sign that in a few moments, Jesus, the real Jesus, the living Jesus is going to say to you, this is my body. He is going to give himself to you. The fact that you are listening to this, the fact that you're here at mass is a huge sign to you that God loves you, that God is with you, that he's got his hand on your shoulder, that in a few seconds, almighty God is going to gift himself to you. And another great sign to you is your own body. Your own body is a sign, is a sacramental significatory sign, Pope St. John Paul says in Theology of the Body, of God's uniqueness present incarnate in one instantiation of his love, and that is you. Your own body is a sign from God that God loves you. Now, if your body is in the presence of Christ's body, that is the preeminent sign. You don't need another sign. And if you're looking for one, that's evil. So let us ask the Lord that he would be enough for us. Let us ask the Lord that we stop chasing after other things and accept the the way that he wants to speak to us. Because by seeking alternate means or some kind of other way of of looking for for Christ, we miss him altogether. Let us ask the, the special intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, who helps us, who was the source of Christ's body. And she is the sign, the biblical sign, the woman clothed with the sun, the great sign that appeared in the heavens. She is the sign when the, the Magi uh, bowed before the Lord that saw the mother and the, the child in swathing clothes. She is the sign that unlocks sacred scripture together with our Lord Jesus, that by the, Our Lady's significatory power, we would also believe and repent. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that it may shine forth the holiness of Jesus Christ to the nations. For this we pray to the Lord.
9: Lord, hear our prayer.
10: We pray for this holy season of Lent, that our Lenten observance may yield a fruitful uh, fruitful harvest of repentance and holiness and conversion. For this we pray to the Lord.
9: Lord, hear our prayer.
10: We pray for our Holy Father, O bishops and priests, that they may lead the Church with wisdom and courage with the holiness of Christ. For this we pray to the Lord.
9: Lord, hear our prayer.
10: We pray for our government leaders, for peace in the world, for peace in the Ukraine. We pray to the Lord.
9: Lord, hear our prayer.
10: We pray for an end to the moral pandemic of our times, the moral confusion, an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord.
9: Lord, hear our prayer.
10: We pray for the sick the suffering the poor we pray in a special way for all refugees of war all the homeless for these we pray to the lord
9: lord hear our prayer
10: we pray for all of our beloved dead that they may enter the father's eternal glory we pray to the lord
9: lord hear our prayer
10: eternal and blessed father we ask you to hear us for make these and all our petitions in the holy name of jesus christ and through the powerful intercession of our blessed mother mary as we pray
9: O Thou who at Thy Eucharist did pray, that all Thy Church might be for ever one, grant us at every Eucharist to say, <clears throat> with longing heart and soul, Thy will be done. O may we all one bread, one body be through this blessed sacrament of unity. We pray thee to for wonders from thy fold. O bring them back, good shepherd of the sheep back to the faith which saints believed of old, back to the church which still that faith doth keep. Soon may we all one bread, one body be through this blessed sacrament of unity.
10: Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father.
9: May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church.
10: We offer to you, O Lord, what you have given to be dedicated to your name, that just as for our benefit you make these gifts a sacrament, so you may let them become for us an eternal remedy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you
9: and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord.
10: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you have given your children a sacred time for the renewing and purifying of their hearts, that freed from disordered affections, they may so deal with the things of this passing world as to hold rather to the things. That eternally endure, and so with the, all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim.
9: Song to whose, song to whose, song to Dominus Deus abhovt, pleni sunt celestera, Gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis. H- Qui nomine, e domini, osana, in excelsis.
10: You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself Mystery of faith,
9: we proclaim, we proclaim your, your death, O oh Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again.
10: Therefore, O oh Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Granted, we who are nourished by the body and blood of your son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Francis of Rome, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world, be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, Michael, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servants, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that they who are united with your Son in a death like His may also be one with Him in His resurrection, when from the earth you will raise up in the flesh those who have died, and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages and praise you without end. through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours for ever and ever.
9: Amen.
10: Amen. Proceptus solitaribus moniti et divin institutioni formati, audehemus dicere, pater
9: noster quies in cere. Sanctificetur over no to whom adveniat regnum tuum fiat voluntas to ha, sicut in che et in terra. Panem nostrum cotidianum, da nobis hodie et imite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus Queet holies me hot hummuntie, mees every rain of hobies. On you stay, hey, Queet holies peck On you stay,
10: communion antiphon all who take refuge in you shall be glad O Lord and ever cry out their joy and you shall dwell among them
9: an act of spiritual communion my Jesus I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally Speak the word of comfort My spirit healed shall be And humbly I'll receive thee The bridegroom of my soul No more by sin to grieve thee or fly, Thy sweet control, Eternal Holy Spirit, unworthy though I be, prepare me to receive Him, and trust the Word to me, O Sacrament most holy, O sacrament divine. All praise and all thanksgiving be every moment thine.
10: Let us pray. O God, who never ceased to nourish us by your sacrament, grant the refreshment you give us through it They bring us unending life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you.
9: And with your spirit. Bow
10: down for the blessing. Watch over your people, Lord, and in your kindness cleanse them from all sins. For if evil has no dominion over them, no trial can do them harm. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ.
9: Thanks be to God. Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, Most Holy, Immaculate Virgin Mary, you are the.
3: The prayer to Saint Michael. Saint Michael the Archangel.
6: All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.